I grew up hearing my elders confess the same lingering regret. I wish I'd traveled more. The message was clear. Exploring the world adds some sort of value to our lives, not just in the moment, but also in the long run. And it wasn't until I started traveling myself that I understood why. So let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to the Better News Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Setti, and today's episode is all about travel. If you couldn't tell, we'll be chatting about five reasons why I think at least you should travel in your 20s. And this is super relevant for me right now as I look back at not only the past few months, but the past year of my life. I mean, this time last year, if you told me I would have traveled multiple times, I would have laughed straight in your face. I was a senior in college, barely had any money. I had this big Europe trip planned, and I thought that was it. And since I've had a job that's awarded me the chance to travel, I've taken trips on my own, and I could say that I'm just getting started. I don't know if travel will become this big passion and career and aspiration of mine, but it is something that... I've grown to, if not love, at least appreciate really deeply because I think it's been through all of these trips and experiences that I have started. I was going to say I have grown into myself, but we are just at the beginning of that journey. But it has prompted me to learn more about myself and build character and all of these things that I tried to package into these five reasons why I would advocate other people in their 20s to travel. So I do want to get right into the episode instead of chit-chatting here in the beginning, but of course I have a short list of disclaimers as we jump into this. So yeah, traveling costs money. I hear you, okay? And money is very real, despite my... (laughs) my convincing of myself that money is not real last month. But money is very real and so is accruing PTO and visas and all of these other factors that seem or really are barriers to going on vacation and going on trips. I do want to say though that traveling doesn't have to be super expensive. I think we're often presented with these two extremes. We're told that in order to travel, we have to backpack and stay in hostels, or it's going to be this luxurious vacation where the bathrobe is just this plush that you didn't know existed. (laughs) But the majority of us are actually looking for something in between. A majority of us can also only afford something in between. And, you know, travel tips would be a completely different episode, but I do want to debunk right here that You don't need a lot of money to travel, especially when you're just traveling on your own. Having a family, paying for a significant other is a whole other ballpark, ball game, ballpark. I don't know what the saying is, but when it's just you and you're thinking about your life and taking agency over it, traveling doesn't have to cost a fortune. I do recommend if you do want some tips, I have an episode on my post-grad trip, the one that I alluded to a couple minutes ago when I went to Europe after graduation. There are some tips in that, little nuggets of information that I do advise, but travel tips would be a whole other topic that I don't want to get stuck in a rabbit hole of right now. 
Another disclaimer that I want to share is that traveling doesn't have to mean going to Thailand or on an African safari or something so just extreme and outlandish. It can be a weekend trip within your state border, or it could be visiting a friend where you're really cutting the cost down. It doesn't make it any less of a trip because you're not going to this exotic, luxurious place. Changing scenery is a big part of why traveling adds so much value and seeing a new place and getting out of your routine and getting uncomfortable, meeting new people, that's sort of where the value starts to come in. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And so I think when we hear this word travel, we think of the magazines and what's posted out there. And yeah, that is a form of travel, but it doesn't have to be that complex. And lastly, the last thing I want to say before we jump into the five reasons is that not everyone likes traveling. Like, I hear you. I, I'm a little bit surprised why you chose this episode. Maybe you're trying to convince yourself otherwise, but I always think of my brother in this case, who doesn't have this like pull to see every corner of the world like I do. And you know what? That's okay. not all of us are looking to jump out of planes and go hot air balloon riding and all this stuff. But I think regardless of how adventurous you might consider yourself, because that is a trait that, you know, we lie on the spectrum of, I still think traveling in the name of stepping out of your regular routine and setting is really important and can add value to your life, especially during your 20s. I guess another thing to add I didn't have this listed, but a last disclaimer, this is the true last disclaimer, is that you don't need to be in your 20s to reap these benefits. I think, yeah, especially so when we are forming ourselves, and I will get into this later on in the episode, but wherever you're at listening to this, every trip is an opportunity to learn something, to grow, to change your perspective, and it's not worth limiting our personal development based on a number or years. You are where you are. Your experiences are your experiences. And if this is your first trip and you're 29 or in your 30s, like that's cool. (laughs) Okay. So with all of that out of the way and said, let's jump into the five reasons why you should travel in your 20s. Reason number one might seem like the most obvious, but we have to say it and talk about it anyway. And that's travel while you can. I one of my little mottos I've been saying a lot recently after discovering and playing on repeat Cody Johnson's Till You Can't since October, I've been saying this, is that I'm trying to do what I can while I can till I can't. And you know what? If we lived our lives that way, I feel like we'd be a lot more free. And it's so much easier said than done. But there are obvious limits and responsibilities that come with later life that kind of prevent us from traveling. I think one of the obvious ones is having a family. Now, not everyone wants to have a family or settle down, and that's definitely kind of this expectation that's been put on us, but I think it's fair to say that a lot of us follow down that path or at least see themselves following down that path. It's something that I want, and when you have kids, it's not that you can't travel, but that's another person that you're taking care of, right? And if you do want to travel and you want to take them, those are other people that you have to pay for. And so between having a family and also having a partner, maybe you're in your 20s and you have a partner. It's kind of likely. It's not unlikely. But even then, it's you have less responsibilities there. You're not taking care of so many other people that are depending on you. This also plays into money, 
financially, I suspect that the older we get, the more financial responsibilities we have as well, whether it be paying off the mortgage of a house, paying off a car, or medical bills. We don't really know what's going to happen to us. We don't know what our lives are going to look like. And if in the present moment, you can count your financial responsibilities on two hands, I think that's pretty telling because yeah, something like student debt might be looming over us. It's looming over me a little bit, but beyond that, I don't have anything major that's holding me down, you know? And some other things that I think of that are like, while we can, while this opportunity is ripe, is our physical health. I don't know where you're at listening to this. I always try to make sure I'm casting a wide net when I speak to y'all. Everyone's coming from a different place, but maybe you're physically healthy. You could walk, but you don't know if you're going to get an injury in the future. You don't know what your health is going to look like. And as we get older, our health does sometimes <laughs> decline. There's a lot of uncertainty in these words, of course, because all of our lives have different trajectories, but it is a theme where as we get older, we're not able to endure as much. We can't go hiking on mountains at such a robust capacity as we can when we're younger, when we're assumingly so stronger. And so the last kind of portion of this is also our planet. <laughs> Wherever you stand on the climate crisis, I think we don't really know what's going to happen with our earth either. And so I don't want to present this information like it's time to travel right now. But there are definitely limiting factors that are creeping up as time goes on. And so if not now, when? You know? So reason number one is because you can. And you got to do it while you can. It's kind of preventing that regret later in life. Reason number two why you should travel in your 20s is you only know what you know. This is another kind of like obvious one, but exposure to other perspectives and ways of living can really transform your view of the world. It can help you build empathy. It can help you see on just so many different levels. I think one level is the cultural sense. You know, we have our own version of normal as a society. Maybe you live in a suburb, you live in the Northeast, like I'm recording this from New York right now. Traveling somewhere like the South, I went to school down in North Carolina, that in itself was a form of travel because I realized that, wow, these houses are so spread out and there's farmland and little things like that. When you take it a step further and see how another country operates, it could be really broadening and provide like a global view and be worldly, if you will. And I do think that's important when we think about what we want as we move forward in our lives. But it also has to do with the simple day-to-day -day routine. I think we, again, we only know what our normal is, and we don't know that there's another way of living until we have exposure to it. And so I think by gaining this experience, it builds character and it builds empathy, as I mentioned before, because you're better able to relate to other people from other places and understand like, hey, where I grew up is not where everyone else grew up. This situation is not the same. And maybe I sound like a broken record, but this information that you gather can inform future decisions that you make in your later life in terms of where you want to live, what kind of life you want to lead. So number two, you only know what you know. And through traveling, you can explore new things as long as you have an open mind. Reason number three is that 
traveling builds confidence and adaptability. If you really think about it, at its like dumbed-down version, this word traveling and going on trips is another way of saying you're breaking your routine. You're going to a new place. You're getting uncomfortable. One of the biggest themes of this whole podcast is that it's through discomfort by talking about the things we don't want to talk about that we are able to grow. And the same thing translates in our experiences. When we are taken out of our regular routine, something that feels really comfortable, our own bed, our the food we make at home, when we're forced to eat out, sleep somewhere new, maybe book a hotel and not really know what to expect, see different people, be in a city and not really know how to get around because your Google Maps isn't working. I'd argue that no trip goes perfectly as planned. Like, I don't think that happens. (laughs) Or at least like it doesn't go exactly as expected. Maybe you don't feel as you expected you'd feel. Maybe there's anticipation and expectations there. And that doesn't mean that something goes quote-unquote wrong. But, you know, life doesn't happen as we think it's going to. It is like these, what I'm trying to say is that a trip not going the way we think is a metaphor for our lives. And so like going on these trips, getting uncomfortable, it builds resiliency. It builds adaptability because you're able to sort of shape shift and like mold yourself around circumstances that are not usual. And with that builds confidence. I think that the first time I traveled, I was so nervous that I wouldn't be able to pull it off or like, I didn't know what I was doing. And then as you do it, it's like a muscle. It builds confidence that you are self-sufficient. You are able to take yourself somewhere, organize a trip and pull it off. Not just as a check, but you are also capable of being yourself in another setting that you are able to explore the world. And I think that element of confidence bleeds into independence and being able to lead a life that serves you, which I spoke all about in the last episode. But it's kind of through travel that I think really helps me breathe that, which I will, that's a big part of the last number. So I won't jump right into that just yet. I have to say, I feel like we're speeding through these, but Number five is definitely one that I want to unpack a little bit more. So forgive me if this is a shorter episode, as you'll probably know before you click open to play. But number four is traveling helps you tap into your intuition. I think following and trusting our gut is a really difficult skill to learn. And when you're traveling, you're no longer relying on your routine. Maybe you trickle in some routines there, but... Let's just say every morning you go for a run, inevitably, your run is going to be on a different trail. You're going to have to figure something out, even if you are traveling. I mean, even if you are running on this trip. And so I'm creating a separate number for this versus the previous one on confidence, because although it goes in hand with being adaptable and like listening to yourself, I think tapping into your intuition is more about trusting yourself to make decisions versus just making the decisions. It's trusting yourself, whether it's based on your mind or gut, whether you're a rational or feeling thinker. I know I'm the latter and I really need to implement a little bit more of the rational thinking before I speak and act. But regardless of where your intuition lies, it's you're trusting that part. You are thinking through things. You are creating this 
ability to respond instead of react to this the world around you. And that is an alternative to relying on the systems that you might have in place. We talk a lot about habits in our current society, I feel like, at least I hear those messages very often, and habits are great. Having a healthy morning routine, for instance, is so essential to my mental health, my physical health. It keeps me on track because I don't have to think twice about some things. It's automatic. And those systems are great, but I do think that when we step outside of those systems, it kind of shows their integrity when we get back. Do you go on a trip and then when you return, completely lose those systems or are they really hard in place? That's another like byproduct of being able to tap into your intuition and just sort of go about your daily actions without, again, relying on something that was already predetermined. You're figuring it out as you go along. You are present. Isn't that crazy? We're never present these days. <laughs> and for me, I see this intuition aspect really play out with food and exercise. I am never more in tune with my body than when I'm traveling because I'm no longer relying on, oh, I typically eat breakfast at this time before work and then I usually take my lunch break now or I work out in the morning because this is when I create time for it. When I'm traveling, it's more like, wow, what do I feel like right now? Maybe I had a big dinner the night before and like I have a lighter breakfast. It's it's not, there's less control. You're relinquishing your control. And for me, that just especially shows up in this area of my life. And I will say, just to dig a little bit deeper into this concept, is that I feel like my relationship with food healed so much by going on trips. It was like each time you're kind of challenging yourself to eat what you're not normally eating. And let's be real, so many young women, especially in today's society, struggle with issues around food. We've at some point second-guessed our body, what it looks, what we're putting in our mouth. Should we diet? Should we not? Calories, all this information that is just so disruptive. When we're traveling, it could be, it could really exasperate that anxiety, but it also forces you to readapt, to trust your intuition instead of relying on whatever systems you had in place. So common theme here, but I hope you're picking up what I put down. And so the last number is the most important. In fact, this could have been a whole episode in itself, but I did think it was important to include the other numbers. And that's that traveling helps you learn about yourself. I have gained a much stronger sense of self with every single trip. And why I think this is more important in your 20s than ever is because in your 20s, in this defining decade, if you will, I mentioned this in other episodes, but I finally finished that book and it was very distressing, but very encouraging at the same time. So I don't know if I recommend, but take that for what it's worth. But in that book, the author offers this bite of information and that's our 20s are when we are developing at such rapid pace. Our personalities are constantly changing because we're figuring ourselves out. I mean, if you think about it, for years, we are a student. We are in an educational system, even if those systems change over the course of time and we get older. We are students and then we're just kind of like let go in the world. It's like, okay, do life. Like that's the last step. It's the final destination. You know, that's really scary and stressful. And biologically, our brains are also in this rapid period of development. They say, I remember in the book, I don't want to give like specific facts in case they're wrong, but you mentioned that like by 30 around that time, you know, it's not your 30th birthday, this happens. Our bodies don't work that way. 
But around that time is when we sort of gain a much more stable sense of self. It's almost like all this rapid change levels out and we are more comfortable in who we are. And a part of that is a product of life experience. And traveling is a form of life experience. And so as we shape shift and constantly change our minds at such a rapid pace during this decade, it can make us question whether we're like in a spiral of multiple personalities. You know, I get scared about that sometimes, but it's normal. Like if you're resonating with this right now, you are okay. It is normal. You are flirting with different ideas of what your life could be and who you are. And that's the point. Like that is the purpose. But I do think that from what at least I've experienced, each trip has been like a guiding factor of pushing me closer towards that sense of self, that confidence that, okay, this is who I am, the formation of a stronger identity. Because this idea of who am I and my self-identity has honestly been really weighing on me lately. It's been quite distressing. And coming back from a trip just a couple of days ago, so I was in Arizona for work, and to be straight up, like, that trip was wonderful. Social media can see the highlight. It was also really hard. There were so many moments where I was just questioning who I was, and I was uncomfortable, and this is not new to me. I mean, maybe I'm an overthinker, maybe I'm just too analytical of my own life, and that is partially probably part of the problem but part of the solution is this retrospective reflection each trip has felt like falling down for me and that when I get home I come back a little bit changed and I know that might sound dramatic like oh my gosh Arizona the desert changed me but like no it's getting out of my current habitat if you will and coming back you're gaining new information you're meeting new people and so even if during these trips, it's both good and bad, those experiences and those feelings can coexist at the same time. And I think it's through traveling that we start, like I've at least started to discover what I am, why that is. It's because you start to learn what's a non-negotiable. A big one for me, I think, is working out on vacation or on a trip. It's something that I always end up trying to make time for because it means something to me and I used to always think my relationship with working out was problematic I would like force myself to rest and not go for a walk even when I didn't when even when I wanted to and that sounds like weird to say out loud now that I say it but it's true and when I travel now it's like wow this is something that means so much to me I make it a priority even when I'm away you know I build it into my itineraries I like to go for hikes little things like that you also learn what you don't like, especially traveling for work where I'm kind of handed an itinerary and I don't get a say in what I'm doing. I'm eating at restaurants that I would never choose. I'm doing things that maybe I wouldn't prefer to. I'm around people who maybe aren't my type and it builds, again, going off earlier numbers and reasons, but it builds empathy, it builds character, but it shows you maybe where you feel most yourself. Because looking back on the past week, there were moments I felt so me, I felt so authentic, and there were others that really challenged my authentic self. I felt myself trying to conform, and I didn't like that. The third part of this is that you start to peel open parts of you that you might not have known before. I mean, when you're in a new place, you're exposed to new things, right? This, for me, really showed up in my love for nature. When I was in Spain last summer I went to a winery vineyard kind of place and they sh they took us in the back and 
the, I don't know what to call him, like the guide. I don't think he was the winemaker. I'll call him the guide. The guide gave us a tour. It was like a small intimate group of people. And he showed us, he was picking up herbs from the ground and telling us to smell them and, and guess what they were. And then we came back and drank the wine and ate food. And I was just like, my agricultural perspective completely broadened with that experience. I, I like to think of that and my time in Chianti is like when I started to really appreciate wine and shift my relationship with alcohol to think of it as a an art, as a form of representing the soil and the place we're in that I think a lot of people in their twenties overlook. But this is this is why I I work for a wine magazine. I feel like I mention that in every episode and I really need to shut up, but I don't know where you're coming from. <laughs> Maybe this is your first episode you're listening to. So hi, I'm Sam. That's my life story. But it really does show new things that you might be interested in because from there I came home and I was just so into it. I did a lot of research and then I was in Costa Rica last month, last month. And being out in nature, I learned, wow, this is really important for me. Wow, I really appreciate this. This is healing. This is something that I want to employ in my future. This might very well be a non-negotiable. You see what I'm saying here? So you peel open parts of you that you didn't know before. And this also goes back to you don't know what you don't know. And that is not just externally, like you don't know other cultures and ways of lives. And maybe you don't realize how privileged and fortunate you are. And you come home and you forget how much you loved your family, all these little things. It also applies to yourself. It also applies to things that you don't know about yourself because we are constantly learning about ourselves. I mean, I always thought I was so self-aware and just this past month has, I mentioned this before, it's been distressing because there are things I don't know about myself very well. And I think traveling really does serve as a guide to get you there because it's not always going to be easy. It looks really glamorous from the outside, but it's tiring. I came back, I slept like a rock, which is not normal for me. And it builds that integrity. It builds adaptability and confidence. It builds our intuition and it builds our sense of self. We really don't know how in balance and stable we are until we're thrown off course. And that's what traveling does. It throws us off course. It throws us out of our normal. And so that really wraps up everything I wanted to say in terms of the five reasons why I believe you should travel in your 20s. I do know, and I said this before, that this is a shorter episode, but hey, you know what? I love a little lunchtime podcast session. This is perfect for that. To reiterate the five lessons, just in case I didn't do that because my brain's a little foggy right now. Number one is traveling while you can because that opportunity might not be there later in life. Two, you only know what you know. And by going to new places, you can open your mind to new things. And we love novelty. We love novelty. There might be a better thing out there for you, you know? Number three, it builds confidence and adaptability because by breaking routine, we are forced to rely on systems. And number four, tap into our intuition. And number five, we learn and discover more things about ourselves. And I mean, personal growth, definitely worth the journey. Before you head off for the rest of your day, be sure to follow and rate this podcast. Leave a little review. It helps so, so much. You have no idea. I love chatting with y'all. Don't be a stranger. My socials are linked below. 
If you want to chat, let me know. If you have ideas for another episode, I am all ears. And as always, I want to express gratitude with a big thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. I leave you off into the world as you take off on your next adventure. Bye.